Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. And today we are starting podcast one of a series of podcasts on how do I. I've gotten a lot of how do I questions lately. How do I do this? How do I do that? All in related to speech and language therapy types of things. And one of the questions I've gotten just in the last few weeks, how do I help a child move from single words to sentences? In fact, one therapist was talking to me about a class they you know, wanted to go to where it was going to be over $1,000 working on helping helping children transition from single words to multiple word phrases. And I'm like, hey, look, this is how you do it. So you don't need to spend a thousand bucks on that. Let me help you save your thousand dollars. And let's talk about how to move a child from single words to sentences. I also got the same question with a therapist several weeks ago now working with an older fella. And she was like, well, how do I get him to move from single words to sentences? I mean, he's 15. Well, he's 15. His cognitive age is a little closer to more like two or three, uh, though he is reading. So that's debatable. It could be actually a little bit higher, but he's really not using single words to communicate wants and needs. And he's certainly not using phrases or sentences. So we talked a long time and we did some sessions about how to help move this fella from single words to full sentences. So there's been a lot of how do I and all related to this, you know, how do I incorporate sequencing? We're going to talk about that. How do I incorporate use of carrier phrases? We're going to talk about that. How do I use a sentence strip? We're going to talk about that. All of it in this podcast. So here we go. How do I help a child move from single words to sentences? So first, things first. Okay, this child's a single word. So you've got them at the point now, mostly independently with single words, that they are able to use a word to request what they want. And so I'm going to ask you this question. If you're thinking about a little person that's doing that, that you're working with. And when I saw, say when I say a little person, last week I saw a child who was 15 who we were working on this with. Now this little dude, well, number one, he is no little dude. He's a big dude, but his vocabulary is very little. This child also, by the way, reads. Anyway, but he is not using single words to communicate with other people. He's throwing himself backwards. He's kicking his legs. He's throwing stuff, but he's not using single words. He can, but he's not. So if we start at that point with a child who could use some single words, is beginning to understand, hey, if I say this, I'll get this, or maybe a child who understands and can do all that, but isn't really doing it consistently, and let's move them to sentences. But these children are able to say a word or say something for a word approximation or something that symbolizes a word. They've got some sounds coming out of their mouth. So in this situation, you really want to focus hard in therapy. The first steps is really honing in, getting them to really work on using a word, saying something to get something. So really, really, really target that. Your home program, everything's going to revolve around that with the family. And in therapy, you're going to do back to back to back to back to back activities all session long, trying to get them to be able to use a word to request for every single thing you do. So you're going to really work with start, do, finish activities. Everything's going to be as individual container. You got to open it. So you got a gesture. You really want to use a word to open the container to get out the activity. And the activity that you're going to do is going to be something where you have to request. So what are those types of activities? The Spiral Runway by Fisher Price is great. So you put the two little cars up at the top and they have to say go to push because you can hold the handle thing at the top so that they can't make it go until they say go. And then they push go and the cars go 
if you have the batteries in it, and I would really say take the batteries out because if you listen to this thing like all day long every day, you are going to go crazy. So I take the batteries out, whatever. But if you have the batteries in it, it goes rawr, 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 and the cars go around the thing and then they come out the bottom and it's a spiral runway by Fisher Price. It's awesome. I have it in every speech therapy room. And then when the cars get to the bottom, you grab them up so that they have to request more cars. And you want to do that until they get bored. And then you want to tell that bye-bye and you want to get another toy. So the next one is a speed winder. It's also by Fisher Price. I mentioned this on another podcast before, like at the beginning of the year, our top 10 toys from the Toy Fair when we went in 2017. It's really a great toy, but I've been using it all year. So you wind this car up and then you push the button and it goes and you can knock down a bunch of blocks. You can knock down a bunch of pins like bowling pins. You can knock down a bunch of farm animals that you set up. Like the possibilities of things you can knock down are awesome. And I swear to goodness, I've been using this like all year long. I love this toy. Actually, with the same set of rubber bands, by the way. And the other podcast that I did at the beginning of the year when I talked about some of my favorite toys from the Toy Fair, go back and check it out on theworkingtherapist.com. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Check out all those toys. But I said that, you know, you periodically would have to replace the rubber bands. Well, I am working with the same car, same rubber bands. So way to go, Fisher-Price. I haven't had to replace anything. And let me just tell you, I put this car and all the rubber bands through its paces and it still is holding up great. So it's a great start-do-finish toy. It's in its box. You open it up. You can say car to request or open to request. You use it. And every time they have to make that car go, you can say go. And you can get so many productions because really in a session, I'm trying to get at least one word a minute, but usually multiple single words per minute. Actually, I really want 50. And in a 30-minute session, you know, you're up to two words in a minute. So that's really what I want to do to really hone this thing in so this child really understands you got to say this to get this because if I can't get the single word, then how am I going to advance? And then at home, the parents have to do the same thing. You know, provide pause, pregnant pauses. I've coached them through pregnant pauses and also I'll coach them through interruptions so that they interrupt the activity so the child has to request to keep going. So if they're at the playground, for example, and they're swinging the child and they count one, two, three, four, five, and then hold the swing up, with the child in it. Don't let the child fall out. Hold the child up and then make the child say go to swing some more. Go. You can also do that on the playground. So all of this, I'm really doing to make sure they have those single words. The Speedwinder is a great toy. Again, the Loop Racer from Fisher-Price is a great toy. Bubbles is good, but you know, we've been doing Bubbles for a long time. So, but Bubbles is a great toy. Uh, Pull Back and Go Car is a great toy. Same concept. Any toy where you've got to start it, And something happens. And also a lot of action and activity. Wind-up toys are awesome for this. And if you've listened to any podcast, I think I've mentioned wind-up toys. I love a wind-up toy. But a wind-up toy is a great activity for this. So use wind-up toys. I did a whole bunch of podcasts talking about wind-up toys. But one just specifically with the California Creations people who make all the wind-up toys that I use. And they are awesome. For this type of goal, you're not doing functional play. You really want to have to do this to get this, do this to get this. So those three things are great. Okay, so now you're at the part where, fast forward, the child understands if I say this, I'm going to get this. If I say this, I'm going to get this. But you really can't get past the hump of getting to use two or multiple single words. So what I typically do is couple different things. One strategy is I use a carrier phrase. So I'll use a lot of the same phrase to start with carrier phrase, and then they have to fill in the different word. So when I'm putting away the toy, 
So when I start kind of edging into this from this whole like single words. So for example, if we're using those speed winders and we're knocking down farm animals, all of that, we're going to clean up at the same time. If you're done with the speed winder, we got to clean it up. So we'll tell the speed winder bye-bye. And then we have to clean up all the farm animals. So bye cow, and I'll give them the model. Bye cow, bye horse, you know, because we've talked about all these animals throughout the whole thing. And then I'm going to start to pause, bye and then I'll have them try to say sheep or goat or pig or whatever the farm animal is. Because remember, we've been talking about them. I know that they can say this. If they can't say each farm animal, for example, that I might go, but, you know, something horse by cow by. So then maybe I change the first word and then they have the second by horse by cow by pig by chicken by you know so that I'm coming up with the name of the animal and they're saying by and then I'll try to fade out my model but really I prefer it the first way by horse by cow by chicken and then I can fade out my by so they're saying the single word for each animal because really to get to the next stage they got to be able to name different things you know they got to be able to use some nouns they got to be able to use some verbs that's why you may have to go back to the single word stage if they're not ready for this and then you want to fade your by so they're basically labeling horse cow chicken pig whatever it is and then you're just adding in the by so by chicken by cow and then you pause and then you're waving by so you're giving them the gesture for them to say by so if they don't say it, you want to give them the model. Bye, chicken. And then give them to say, tell it, say bye-bye, say bye-bye. And if they're not going to say it, then you want to wave their hand and say, bye, chicken. And probably these kids are also able to imitate. So have them imitate and then fade your model back. So give them the model, bye, chicken. And then you do it. Bye, chicken. And then next time, pause. Okay, let's tell the horse and then them to say it. Bye, horse. So you want to keep trying to go back and keep trying to push them. So go back a little bit, push them. Go back a little bit, push them. So I like to use a carrier phrase. I also do, you know, if they're not going to say bye, who cares? It can be like, go horse, go cow, go pig. It doesn't matter what your carrier phrase has, as long as you're using a carrier phrase and then a whole bunch of other words after it, you know? So you can do the same thing for blocks. So say you're doing the wind up racer or a pull back and go car with the Melissa and Doug stack blocks. So you're having to stack the blocks up and they're done with the blocks. You can do the same bye block or in block in block kind of it's the same thing over and over again right but then fade out your in block and have them start to put those two words together right then have the parents do the same thing at home if they want to get out of the car seat go out me or if they want juice say more juice kind of that's the easy one right more juice or up but have them use a lot of the same types of words and then have them also clean up toys the same way you do in therapy you know by block, by block, model it for them, have them in the session with you and do the same thing. So I use a carrier phrase and then I fade my model out and I'll do that carrier phrase and that type of thing consistently throughout the whole session. Another thing I like to do sometimes is use bubber. If you don't know what bubber is, people, y'all are missing out. I love bubber. Bubber is this awesome compound that is made by the same people that make the kinetic sand. It's fantastic. And so I use that instead of Play-Doh nowadays. But I take a big picture book with lots of different big pictures, not a lot of action. I really like those real life realistic pictures made by Macmillan. And so I'll use that bubber and I'll cover the picture up and then I'll knock on it and do open. So then I can so we'll pull the bubber up and then we'll see what's underneath. And so I'll do like, hi, boy, if that's what it is. And then not, not, not open. So then you're getting a single word for open and then you do hi. And then whatever the picture is underneath apple. 
hi, ball, hi, whatever the picture is. But I'm covering up basically one picture with the bubber and the carrier phrase word there is hi. And then they have to name each thing. And so then you want to fade your hi out and have them do it. But if you notice in all of this, there's a lot of action stuff. And we're not just using picture cards and we're not using please or thank you. Because you got to be very concrete, very, very, very concrete at this stage. What exactly does please mean to a three-year-old or a 15-year-old who really isn't talking? Like nothing? Who cares if they use please? That's the parent's job. Let them teach them manners. I'm here to teach them to talk. And please doesn't do a lot of function for me except for being polite. But that's, again, not my J-O-B. I want to teach you to talk. So forget the please and go with function, practical, specific, concrete ideas and concepts. So another thing I do, another strategy in addition to the carrier phrase as I'm doing that, is I'll use a sentence strip. So you got to think too. Some of these little people who aren't like using words or maybe who aren't combining words together, maybe they need something a little bit more concrete. Words are so abstract. There's nothing to hold, feel, touch with the word. So a sentence strip or pictures that you put together to make a sentence strip provides some concrete, tactile, real life something you can hold, they make a word, something tangible, you know? So a lot of times I'll use a sentence strip and I'll do the same thing with the carrier phrase if they're really not getting with that model or if they're too echolalic. So if they're too echolalic with that model and so they're just saying whatever I say without any really concept or meaning behind it and whenever I don't give them the model, they don't say anything, they're truly echolalic, then I'll use a sentence strip to make them more accountable. So I will do the same thing with the carrier phrase or I'll do... I love, love, love activities where you have to build a track and then you put a train on them. I'm not talking about the wooden trains where you have to make them go themselves. I need a little bit more action than that. So I like the Tomy train tracks that you build together because they pull back and go. So you pull the train back and then it goes around the track. I've talked about that on podcasts. I also like the Caduzzi track where you build a track with all these movable plastic pieces. I've talked about it in a podcast before. And you've got this car that's battery operated. This car is like super powerful, but you build this track and it goes around in a circle or whatever thing you want to arrange it in. Same exact concept for both of them. You build the track and this train or car goes around in a circle. They do have Brio makes battery operated trains as well. So you could do the wooden train tracks with the Brio battery operated trains. Again, same idea. So I like the train tracks because you have to keep asking for them. Usually these kids who are at this level are moving to two and three word phrases. They have the attention span. They understand start, do, finish, and they're motivated. They want to be engaged with the toy. Again, if the child's not really engaged with the toy and they're not able to sit through at least like 30 seconds of activity, understand start, do, finish, they're not ready for multiple words. Go back. You need to go back and get them so they can engage in the activity and stay with you for more than 30 seconds and understand start, do, finish. That's another podcast. But these kids already can do that. They're able to stay with the activity and do start, do, finish, and understand if you build this track, you can put a train on it and make the train go. And that's pretty cool. So what you want to do is get the track. So you can do out track, more track, more track, start to build those two word phrases. And you can then make a simple sentence strip. And so you're like, gosh, I don't have a time to do a sentence strip. I know, I feel you. I don't have a lot of time to make a sentence strip or make pictures. Board maker pictures are very, very accessible to me. So in this situation though, not electronic pictures. And I know the world's going electronic and iPad and I get it and all that. But sometimes you got to decide with technology, do you need to use technology or do you need to use old school? All that's in good to great if you've ever read that book, if you haven't read it. But anyway, when do you you need to use um, technology? And in this situation, you need to go old school pictures. 
and the picture, what it looks like doesn't really, really matter. So if you don't have board maker or you don't have time, then just get you some magazines and cut out a picture of a train and laminate it with some contact paper. I mean, go way old school. But most of us have access to board maker. Most of us have access to some type of laminator and we can find 30 seconds to put this together in some way, shape or form. So for the train track, and you don't have to have both pictures or you can have a picture of a boy. That can be me you know, or more. I don't like that board maker picture of, of the sign for more anyway. What exactly does that mean? That's way too abstract. I like a picture of a boy or of a girl, whoever's getting the train. Say, more train or my track, my track, my track. If the picture is the boy or the girl, like they're the one getting it, right? So then you're using a pronoun bonus. And the carrier phrase is my. So my track, my track, more track, whatever works. It doesn't matter. You're doing the carrier phrase in the track. And then you want to fade your model. And then I take their hand and point to each picture in the sentence strip. So my track and then fade my model so that they have to say it. For those kids who are echolalic, this works really, really well. So then they're having to be responsible for what they're saying. And then what they're saying gives them stuff. You know, plus a lot of those kids are echolalic, really love a train track situation. So you're speaking their language anyhow. And then when the train comes out, then they put the train around the track and then you change the sentence strip up. So then you start putting obstacles in front of the train. So it's like uh, you put a pig up there or you just put any object that you have. And then you do move pig, again, the carrier phrase, and your move can be a big move pig. And so then your move turns into like an action. So it's not so abstract. But if that doesn't work good enough, do a picture and then just do a picture of somebody like pushing something, you know, like there's a board maker picture of a kid pushing a ball. That's kind of move, you know, move. And then you don't have to do a picture for the pig. It's already there. So don't do a picture for the object that's already there. The only point of these pictures is to give some concrete stability to words, concrete to the abstract. So, and then fade your model, move pig, move horse, and then fade your model and then have them hand over hand point move. And if they don't say it, then you go back to the model, move pig, move horse. And so you're putting the pig or the horse or whatever it is in front of the train car, whatever's going around that circle so that it stops. So they have to say something to make this thing keep going. That's the point of words, right? You say something to get something. So you want to create that situation and then you want to model that for the parents so that they can do the same type of interruption or sabotage at the house. Same concept. And then you know what? Give them the pictures that you use in therapy. Or if you're making the pictures, make two at the same time. It's easier. Like I learned that a long time ago with kids. I've got four kids. You know, after I had two kids, I have to bring in the third one home. Really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, already fixing a cup of juice. What's one more? I was already fixing a whole big tray of chicken nuggets. What's another few more chicken nuggets? So like, really, if you're already making the pictures, just make a couple more and give them to the parents to take home. It'll go a long way. So another thing to do is, so once they move past that echolalic and past that where you have a carrier phrase, then start to implement simple two word phrases with the sentence strip. So then I try to set up like some sequencing activities. We are going to stop right here today and we're going to pick it up next time on part two. So thanks everybody for listening. You can check out more podcasts on theworkingtherapist.com as well as at pediatricdt.com. And I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 